Hey gorgeous, welcome to the Healing Elevates Relationships podcast. I'm your host, Bernadette Jackson, CEO and lead strategist at Her Consulting Group and the creator of Her Way Relationship Intensive Course. This podcast was created as a response to my desire to redefine how the world views women with daddy issues. I release a new episode every week, so expect to hear me and my guests discussing topics, sharing stories, and gaining insights from the perspective of a fatherless daughter and the people who love and support us. If this is your first time here, here's what I want you to know. You deserve amazing relationships, and nothing you've done or experienced disqualifies you from that. But here's the thing. Amazing relationships with others happen after you cultivate an amazing relationship with yourself. And how do you do that? Self-discovery, healing, and accessing your authenticity. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Okay, so the things that I found difficult on my healing journey were navigating the new landscape that was being created and unlearning habits and behaviors that had become my norm. It was super easy for me to operate the world that I was living in because I was doing it for so long. It was familiar, all the things. But when I started on my healing journey, everything was new and different. I was constantly checking to see if I was executing things correctly, wondering about outcomes, and generally scared that I wouldn't see the results or feel different. Add to that the unlearning of very ingrained habits and behaviors, and you can see how my mind must have been reeling at times from the process. Don't get me wrong, deciding to heal was the best possible decision that I could have made, but there was so much that I would have liked to be better prepared for. Like somebody saying to me, hey B, Watch out for that pothole about three miles up the road. Or when you get to this landmark, the sign is missing. So don't look for it. Just make that left when you see it. Anything like that would have been helpful. You know what I mean? So in this episode, I want to give you 10 questions to consider on your healing journey and why I think they are so important. Number one. What are your beliefs about healing? This is an important question to ask yourself. This is not the type of question that I would answer without giving it much consideration. I know that it sounds simple and you may be tempted to respond with the first thing that pops into your head, but I challenge you to go deeper than your first response. Continue to ask yourself why until you get to your true answer. This question is really important because everything we do hinges on our beliefs about a thing. We all know that the trail from your beliefs to your destiny is a straight shot. Like there is, there, there's no curves and bumps in that road. Gandhi said it best when he said that your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, Your words become your actions and your actions become your habits and your habits become your values and your values become your destiny. So consider very carefully, what are your beliefs about healing? Number two, have you given yourself permission to heal? Too often, 
We desire things, but we don't understand what is required of us to get them. Literally, look at yourself in the mirror and say the words, I give myself permission to heal. Because doing this will start the process of your subconscious accepting the new things that you're going to be learning and doing. It will help you to pinpoint when you may be sabotaging the process because it feels scary or unfamiliar. Coach yourself along as often as you need to. Have you given yourself permission to heal? Number three, when you envision yourself as a healed woman, what changes to your world do you have to look forward to? I want you to truly think about this because we can be so detailed in our fantasies. And if we know that deep down inside the fantasy is not real, we almost give ourselves permission to visualize down to the minute details what we would like to see happen. And we do this very same thing with worst case scenarios. Maybe it's because subconsciously we want to prepare ourselves for the worst, but really, I think it's because we're so used to things not going as planned that we expect the worst and never allow ourselves to hope for the best. So envisioning all of the things that are going to change in your world as you become a healed woman is you hoping for the best. Because when you visualize, when you let your mind's eyes see all of the little details and feel all of the feelings and truly experience it all, it changes things. So again, the question is, when you envision yourself as a healed woman, what changes to your world do you have to look forward to? Number four, what are the habits standing in your way from the fullness of your healing experience? I remember when I first started my healing journey, it was a secret. Y'all, it was a secret, okay? I didn't tell a soul what was going on. I did not tell them what my desire was or anything. If I'm being honest, I felt shame around needing to heal from my father's absence. I felt like if people knew what I desired and what I had begun to do to get it, they would make fun of me or they would scorn me or they would treat me differently. So I kept it a secret, y'all. But what I came to know is that healing is not an isolating event. You actually need community for what you are about to embark on because healing from relational trauma will happen only in relationships that help you to experience the opposite of what caused the trauma. And we've spoken about this before. It's called a disconfirming experience. So I said all of that to say this, that I had a habit of isolating myself when I was stressed or when I had a problem that I needed to solve, or in the, the case of my healing, when I was embarking on something new and unknown. And the secrecy was holding me back from all of the things that I could have experienced when I had first started my healing journey. So ask yourself, what are the habits standing in my way from the fullness of my healing journey? Number five, are you standing in judgment of what you are feeling 
learning, and doing on your healing journey. If there is one thing I know is that we judge ourselves for the slightest offense so very harshly. We do not show ourselves the same compassion that we show others. We find it hard to accept that we cannot do something unknown to us perfectly the first time because we never want to be the beginner or risk looking silly. And and we rarely want to admit that something affects us as deeply as it has. I mean, we're sitting up here ridiculing ourselves for not being over something already and shaming ourselves for being hurt by something as if we are not living, breathing, feeling human beings. All of this needs to stop because it's counterproductive. So be honest with yourself. Are you standing in judgment of what you are feeling, learning, and doing on your healing journey? And before we head into number six, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Too often as survivors of trauma, you morph into who you need to be to survive. The problem with this defense mechanism is that even when the time has passed and the pain of the trauma has subsided, you are still wearing your mask. Your most authentic self is tucked away far beneath the surface. And although you yearn for deep connection, very few people know the real you. With everything you've experienced, it can be hard to take off that mask and be free. And let's be honest, sometimes it's easier and safer to have it on. That's why I wrote Access Authenticity. This 75-day journal and strategic guide will guide you through over 170 deep reflective questions so that your most authentic self can stop being your secret identity and start being your truest identity. You deserve amazing relationships, but you won't experience them if nobody ever gets to see the real you. Head on over to Amazon today and get your copy of Access Authenticity Journal Plus Strategy. Now let's get back into this week's goodness. Okay, y'all. So number six, what is your personal hierarchy of urgency? Not understanding this for myself had me in a chokehold, and I'm talking about for a long time. Questions like, what has your undivided attention and what's important to you based on your personal values? All things that I didn't even think that I needed to ask myself. Not knowing that I needed to know these things about myself is the reason why I was easily distracted on my healing journey. When you understand what has your undivided attention, you will be able to pinpoint with surprising accuracy the things that will get in your way of you actually getting down the road and doing the things that are necessary for you to heal. So get very clear on what your personal hierarchy of urgency is. Number seven, are there placeholders in your life? Ooh, I know that I'm about to hurt some feelings on this one, but it has to be said. We know that a placeholder is something used temporarily as a substitute to the things that we really desire. So when you think about your relationships, your career, and all of the areas that make up your world, identify the placeholders. Yes, it's going to be difficult. 
And I can guarantee that you will try to rationalize why you need them to be there, but please don't do that. Just identify them, plan your exit strategy, and thank me later. Are there placeholders in your life? Think about it, because I know there are. I know there are. Okay, number eight. If you start to see the results of your effort that you've been putting in to heal, and then you revert back to old habits and familiar spaces, what will that look like for you? And are you okay with that? So in other words, if you get a glimpse of your healed highest self, and then you go back to living life exactly as you are now, will that be enough for you? Now, if your answer is yes, then you can save yourself the trouble of doing the hard work and the hard work that we always talk about on this podcast, because there is no point in you going down a healing journey if it's okay with you for you to be exactly who you are now and for you to have the experiences that you're having now and for you to revert back to doing the things that you already worked hard to not do anymore. If it's yes, then just don't even go ahead and do this, baby. Just don't. But if your answer is no, if it is not okay with you, and if it won't be enough, then use that. Because I promise you, this work is not easy. And there will be times when you want to quit. So when you feel that way, remember with enormous detail, all of the ways that what you have experienced is no longer okay with you. Remind yourself in very explicit terms why this, whatever your experience is, whatever the this is, is no longer enough because you will need to hold on to that when you're on this journey. Number nine, what will your healing benchmarks be and how will you celebrate? I love this question because it gives you the opportunity to chart your course and decide the reward. Because there were barely any resources available when I started my healing journey, I had no idea what I should feel, think, or do when I was healed. I didn't even understand like what healed looked like for me. So because it was new, there just wasn't a guide for it. But luckily for you, you know, you have me, you have this podcast, we have others like me who are shedding light on this because this is an area that was otherwise operating in total darkness. Like this was on stealth mode. People would discuss it in a derogatory way, but there was no resources for how we could actually bring ourselves out of it. So we have some of these things now. So when you're considering your healing benchmarks, think about the core emotions that you want to experience. And when I say that, Think about if you're looking to have more peace, if you're looking to create pockets of pleasure, if you're looking to um, scale in some way, if you're looking to have uh, feelings and experiences and memories that you haven't yet experienced. The way you feel when you think about those things the way you feel when you envision your healed and your highest self, those are the core emotions that you want to think about and when you want to lock in on 
when you're trying to figure out what your healing benchmarks are. So you're going to think about your core emotions that you want to experience. You, you want to think about the outcomes that you want to have. And you want to think about the people who are navigating through life similarly to the way that you envisioned your healed self would. Because those people are what I like to call a proof list. And when you have a proof list of someone who looks like you and someone who has experienced what you have experienced, who has worked themselves out of the same situation that you are in now, and sometimes they have done it with very similar um, life experiences or economic status that you have, it's easy for you to then be able to envision that this is possible for you too, okay? So when you do come up with this list, attach a reward to each benchmark and make sure that you are prepared for everything that that reward entails. If it requires additional planning, start putting that into your schedule in some way. If you know that that the reward is going to uh, take you know some money or it, it might be more expensive than some of the other w- rewards that you have laid out for yourself, then start putting some money away in a savings or in another account or whatever it is so that when you get to that place and you hit that benchmark, the money that you need, the preparation that's required, all of these things can fall into place so that you can actually experience the reward since you got to that benchmark, okay? So I just want you to do this because it gives yourself something to look forward to. And number 10, have you identified what triggers you to show up inauthentically? As you heal, you will start discovering things about yourself that will prompt you to start showing up very differently. But it's it's really not different so much as it's your most authentic self introducing herself to you, if you know what I mean. The more you heal and grow, the more the layers of protection masquerading as your personality begin to peel away. And I'm going to say that again because... A lot of people don't understand that the defense mechanisms and the coping mechanisms that they developed as a child in response to the trauma that they experienced is now masquerading as their personality. And that is not who you actually are. So let me say that again. The more that you heal and grow, the more the layers of protection masquerading as your personality begin to peel away. And when that happens, you start to bring your full self to the party. And when you do that, the atmosphere changes. And I'm using atmosphere very loosely to mean all manner of things that are affected when you start being authentically yourself in the world, especially when people are used to a different version of you the pushback, the questions, the unsolicited advice, the comments, and all the things can be triggers that make you want to shrink back into inauthenticity. So identify what those triggers are so that when they come up, and believe me, they will, you are not caught unaware. 
Okay? It is my deepest desire that you have the tools that you need on your journey to healing. So I hope that this episode was helpful to you. Next week is my last episode, and I'm still working through everything that I want to say and share. So if you haven't yet sent me a message letting me know what your favorite episode was or an aha moment that you got, then there's still time. You can drop me a voice note in my DMs at Bernadette and Jackson on IG, and I will see you in the next episode. But before I go, remember that you deserve amazing relationships. However, I know that you know this because I've been saying it. When you plant the seed is not when you're going to see the fruit. So you have to keep going. Keep doing that work. Bye.